Howdy, this is Cam Woodfin. Uh, welcome to the Section 109 Podcast. Welcome into the Section 109 Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Jay Buchanan. And with me, as always, are my two co-hosts. This is going to be the second time around for one of them but I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Andrew Brzee. Most people know me as Breezy. And I'm here with our distinguished guest co-host, Smitty. I mean, Andrew Smith, but, you know, all my friends call me Smitty. Just kidding. Wow. Well, you you know, we just miss Matt, really. But you're, I mean, I get <laughs> Oh, gosh. Actually, not going to lie. You're better on the last one that we did, so. Sorry, Ooh, Matt. Savage. Yeah, Matt is on vacation. He does so he's appreciate in, a hot take. He's in the Great White North, and uh, we'll see him this weekend in Detroit. But until then, we're uh, in studio with two special guests who we'll have on for an interview in just a minute. But, Jay, what are we getting into before, uh, or what, what what's coming in this episode, I should say? Uh, so before the interview, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we're going to go over a bit of the Cosmos match from a player standpoint with our two guests. Um, so I'm really interested to hear that I think we do a lot of uh, reflecting like just us and not really listening to the players sometimes because, you know, we don't always get to hear them talk. So I think this is this is going to be really interesting and I'm really glad we're doing it. Cool. Let's get to it. So a little bit of recap today. Uh, I'm going to pass this one directly off to Breezy and uh, we're going to go into the Cosmos game. So first I've got two distinguished guests. Tell us who you are. Um, my name is Juan Sanchez. My name is Ruben Morillas. All right. And uh, we just finished our very first Members Cup game. The Members Cup's finally here, which is kind of crazy. Finally. We're, yeah. Um, so I, we would love to hear a little bit um, for this discussion about the player's point of view of the game as fans. You know, we'll definitely, I'm sure, throw in some of our two cents. But um, so Juan, you started at center back this time. Um, how was the game, especially from, I guess, kind of start at the beginning? Um, well, in my opinion, and we've already talked about it between the players. I mean, um, I feel like we started pretty, pretty good. We started off, um, just holding our ground. We, we knew how we wanted to press them. We knew how we wanted to face them, uh, to start off. And I feel like everybody just bought into it and we, we committed to it and we did good. We did very good for the first, I say for most of the first half. And then, um, I mean, obviously they had a couple chances because they're, they're a good side, they're a good team as well. But I feel like we had, we had very, very good chances as well and dangerous chances that we could have, you know, been one, one up or two goals up. Uh, we just didn't finish those and then ultimately we went to the second half and then things changed up a little bit on the second half. But to start of the game, I felt like it was, it was good and we, we, we stood our ground pretty well. Yeah. So Ruben, going into the game, obviously you didn't end up starting. You're coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. The preparation for the game, did it feel different than the regular MPSL season a little bit? Well, I think it was good to have like some days for holidays because we, we, I've seen the team like um, recover from a lot of playing a lot of games. 
and I've seen we, we have been practicing very well. Coach said it and we could feel it. We were more intense, so practices were pretty good and and that's why I think in the game we, we saw a very good game. I think it was a 50-50 game, but I really like how, how we played and everyone was well positioned. So I think we we made like we did very good practices. Coming into the game, obviously the Cosmos are a really big name, a really big deal in the, the team that had Pele and Beckenbauer and, and all those other players. Once they got here, what was your impression of of kind of the whole club, the team, and yeah, what was what was it like? Well, Ruben just said it. We had two very good weeks of preparation to it. Uh, I think during those two weeks prior to the game, everybody just gave their 100%. Everybody was just committed to it. And and during practices, as Ruben said, everybody was just getting after it. And to be honest, we didn't even know who was going to start because everybody was just doing great. There was nobody that you could say, uh, maybe maybe he needs to you know work a little harder or whatnot. Everybody was just doing great, which is ultimately what you want on on a team. You want everybody to be doing good and 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 leave that decision to the coaches. You want to make it harder for the coaches to, to to take to pick the eighteen for the team. And then obviously we we knew we were playing a, a team with history. We we knew we were playing a, a big team, but we were we were actually confident. We were enjoying our time we were committed we were working hard um and then as i said we knew what we were up against but we were also very confident and at the end of the day on our soccer game it's 11 v 11 it's just nothing else than that and and we we, we, we were excited for it and you played your third position this year <laughs> how was that yeah i keep i keep telling people that i'm like the the crappy player that you just used to fill up spaces <laughs> Because uh, I, I mean, I played almost everywhere, and um, but that is actually my natural position. Is is what I've played most of my life. Growing up is what I played. Um, I'd say that my favorite one or the one I enjoy the most playing is holding me. But when I'm best is is center back, and is when I feel more most comfortable. I feel the same. Yeah. Juan, that's my position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we'll go outside and uh, and have a contest after this is over in the backyard. <laughs> and so looking ahead to Detroit, um, Ruben, this will be your first trip up. What have the guys told you um, to expect? Have they told you anything um, about Detroit? Well, I'm expecting to see a, a big stadium, a big crowd. Um, as far as I know, like they have a, a lot of people going to the games, and they they are always screaming to like to to their team and and to the other team as well. So I I'm expecting to to see a good game and and enjoy the game because we all like to to play in these kind of environments where everyone loves soccer and feels soccer. So I think it will be fun. Now I've uh, I've never been personally, but I can give you one tip from watching it: uh, wear a gas mask because <laughs> you can't right. see in there sometimes, and it's really cool. How? I mean, let's just go back to it for a second. Walk me through that free kick, just off the bar. But I know it oh, felt good at first. It, it was beautiful. It didn't. It actually didn't feel good at all because um, I'm actually like starting to get frustrated because <laughs> I've taken several and then 
uh, at Nashville, I hit the crossbar as well. Then I hit uh, the post. And then there was one that went just um, off the side of the post. So I've, I've taken a, a few of them. And I've gotten very close, but I just haven't scored yet. So I was just going crazy about it. But, I mean, I just felt confident. And I was talking to the other Juan, and, and he said, do, like, do you want to take it? And I said, yeah, if I'm, I'm, I'm good to take it. And then I knew what I was gonna, what I wanted to place it. Place it there just a little bit higher than I should have. I have a question for you, Juan. Hey, when you shoot these free kicks, you try to score or to hit the crossbar? <laughs> I've had a, I've had a couple <laughs> people tell me like, are you are you actually trying to hit the crossbar? But I'm not. I'm I'm not playing crossbar challenge here. <laughs> I promise you that. So maybe you, when you try for the crossbar challenge, you should try to score. And then you can win yeah, the crossbar that, challenge. You know, that I've actually, I've actually haven't thought of that, but it might, it might work. <laughs> well, maybe we can do like two to three times the next time because you know I produce that. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have, a, I do have a question uh, for both of you, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this segment up and get onto the regular interview. In a moment like that, where there's a free kick that's going to be taken, and who decides? I guess same with a penalty, penalty, free kick, whatever. How do you decide who takes it? Does someone decide that before the game? How does that work? Well, we have, you know, like um, three or four guys that usually feel comfortable and, and confident taking them. Uh, so you do, you usually just do it in the moment. You, I mm -hmm. mean, and it's kind of like a PK. A lot of people say that nobody should take a PK. If you're not confident, you're going to get it in. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of like that. If we, like two or three of us walk up to the ball and, and, and we talk about it. Like, hey, can I take this one? Um, like, I'm feeling good about it. I mean, we're a team. We're all yeah. working towards the same goal. Sometimes so. it's the coach who says who's going to shoot the pickers, the free kicks. Mm, but in this, in, in our team, we talk like Juan and whoever shoots more free kicks during practices. And they talk during the game and they agree who's going to shoot it. So he, it's, it's, go it's, ahead, go ahead. it's like the captain and then whoever wants to shoot it and they kind of get together and they make a decision as a group basically during the game. Is that what you're saying? Well, um, Feelings I mean, it's, it's more the people that practice them and, and, and feels good about taking free kicks. Like what you said, um, the other Juan, uh, myself, Gabby Torres, Caleb also sometimes. And, and we just talk about it. We just talk it through and um, um, I want to take this one. I'm feeling good about it. And then whoever, whoever wants to take it, takes it. And then you guys probably know who feels or who's good from what spot and what range. Correct. Yeah, correct. Just based on experience more than anything yeah. and, and practices, mm -hmm. we we kind of know like who's who's good from where. And, and you know, the, at, at the end of the day, as I said, we all just want the team to win and, and score. So, Well, you've talked about the other one and free kicks. And <clears throat> to wrap this up, I don't want to like go off on this because it's, it's just related on free kicks and his name is Juan as well. Um, last year in the Georgia Revs game, Juan took that game-winning free kick, mm -hmm. and he told me after the game that he said, go in for a cross or you run here, go back post, and Lima walked up to him and said, no, dude, you're out here every day and you practice, like, take the shot, and Juan put it in. And so I have, like, yeah. this incredible video of them, like, gorilla hugging, like, after yeah. it, mm -hmm. and it's so cool. So yeah. I just was thinking about that because we were talking about him, and, like, that free kick was mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, it was nice. I, was, I was next to him. And and it was it was very nice free kick, yeah. That's awesome. I've probably only watched that about three hundred times. <laughs> you mean three thousand? Yeah. I definitely didn't have that thing on repeat on my cell phone background. Well, so. you know, uh was it Copa ninety? Reposted it. Yeah. So it's really awesome. All right. Well that was uh that was an overview uh 
of the Cosmos game with a tidbit of fun on uh, top of that. So let's move into the next segment. So we're back here with Juan and Ruben, and uh, we've been having an incredible time. I'm going to let Smitty take this one from the top, and let's do it. Yeah, so we're back with Juan and Ruben. Um, so, and either one of you can answer this, but we want to start by talking about your soccer journey. So, um, you know, starting from a young age, um, just kind of tell us your story. You want to go first? Okay. So I think I started playing when I was four. And then I played for my school. Uh, then I moved to a proper soccer club where I played like several years. And then I moved to two or three other clubs since I get to uh, Osasuna, which more people would know about this, this team. They just promoted to first division. Then we promoted to second B division. And then the club decided me to like to to not playing for them that year, so I moved to another club in second B division before coming to United States. And yeah, here I played two years for my school, Lenore Ryan University in North Carolina, and then I met Fuller, Coach Fuller, last last summer in Florida in Palm Beach, and after that year. I kept talking with him. He told me to to come here and do the tryouts, and that's why I'm here. So you said the second B division is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Is that equivalent to the third division then? Yes. Well, we have a, a third division, uh, another division called third division, but uh, yeah, it would be like the third division is first division, second, and second B. And out of curiosity, and we'll get back to your soccer journey, but I'm very curious how the level of that league. Did, how, what is, how does it compare to where you're playing now? Well, I can use New York Cosmos as, a, as an example. Obviously, well, uh, the level at, in second B division in Spain is higher, but most of teams are uh, offensively very good, very good players, quick, very good technically, and defenses, the defenses are, uh, defenders are more uh, are slower, big, so, but yeah, that's it. I think. So one. So, I grew up at a in a small. I'm not gonna say village because it's actually not a village. It's like a small city um, outside of Madrid, up north. And then I always played for just my hometown team um, until the third year of what we call junior. Um, which will be equivalent to, um, or, or he's actually 15 years old. And then I got promoted to the first team of my hometown club, which is, you know, like 18 and older. Where did you go up? Uh, just, it, it's the same team, but just, I was playing with like the, the older guys. And then I did all right there um, as a little kid. So, you know, like I stood up a little bit. Um, and then I got... I, I wouldn't say signed, but I just got called up um, by a Hornet division, which is like the top league you can play on, the youth um, ages and leagues in, in Spain. Um, the team was called Alcorcón, and um, and I played there my last year of uh, junior age, which is up to 16, 17. Um, and then I played there. It was it was a very fun year because uh, we played 
you know, you play against the top academies. I play against Real Madrid, Atletico, um, Getafe, Leganes. I played, you know, I played against Llorente, who is in uh, Atletico now and, and played in Real Madrid last year. Um, played against Munir and played against, you know, some big time players. That's it, was, it was it was fun. And then after that, um, I went to another small town or city, um, not my hometown, but one that was uh, fairly close. Played there one more year and then decided to finally head to the United States and then the two um, two years of school in North Carolina, then two years in Florida, and and now I'm here. Where did you go to school in North Carolina? I went to, uh, to school. Uh, it, it's actually a small school. It was located in Meisenheimer. It's a small city, I guess. Twenty. Uh, it's like uh, the the bigger one that people might know is Salisbury, but the city that my school was located in is, is Meisenheimer, and it's forty five minutes uh, up north from cool. Charlotte and. And the school was uh, called Pfeiffer University. So for both of you, coming from Spain, playing your, your youth careers in Spain, and then coming here to, to play college in the South, um, college soccer in the South, how, what kind of cultural change was that for you? Um, it, was, it was actually very rewarding. And um, I feel, at least personally, it opened up my mind and... and you know, it, it helped me mature a lot because um, I was very fortunate with the team I joined. It was a, a team uh, with people from all over the world. Um, they were all my age or so somewhere somewhere close to my age. And and we were all far from home. So we, we created like this family and this group, um, which led led us to have a, a good team. And... And it was just it was just a great experience. It was I mean it was always hard at the beginning, and everybody, everybody will say that that obviously when you when you leave home the first months or maybe even the first year, yeah. it's always hard. But it was great. So in North Carolina, you played with guys from all over the world. Correct. How, how was that team? It was it was a very good team. We, as I said, we had people from Portugal, France, Mexico, a, a lot of Spaniards. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, we uh, Colombia, Brazil. We had people from all over, and and I feel like a lot of them was also their first year out of home, or maybe the second year. So we were all with a very very similar mindset, and we that I feel like that brought us together a lot, and it was great because um we went on to have a good run and won a national championship and whatnot. It was it was great. It was it was a great experience. That's amazing. So, Ruben? Yeah, we also had a very good team. Last year, we won the the championship, and then we didn't make it to the Nationals. I don't know I don't know why. I think in, there are some rules that um, even even we won the league, we, we didn't make to the Nationals. But we had a very good team, people from everywhere, Spain, uh, United States, um, England, Africa as well, like uh, South Africa, and yeah, uh, it's something. It's, it's a different style of play, like playing here in the United States or in Spain. But you always can learn from any any like any soccer experience. You always learn, and it's a really good experience for us to to be here. 
Yeah, I, I love what you said so much. And Jay, we need to, to take what Ruben said and turn it into a drop because soccer is so weird in this country. So it's it's so easy <laughs> yeah. to say, I don't know. There are some rules. There's something <laughs> can't about, really explain it. Yeah, welcome to American sports. <laughs> something about points. Like if you win against a very good team, you get more points. If you lose the last two games, maybe it... Yeah, or just go straight American way. football and do strength of schedule. <laughs> that team sucked. And you beat them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> My computer thinks your team's better. <laughs> uh, well, that is true. We need to make that into a drop. So you guys have been in the South for a while now, North Carolina, Miami, Chattanooga. What are some of your favorite Southern sayings that you guys have picked up and start using yourself now? Well, I mean, I find very funny that y'all, uh, I, I wouldn't say I use it because it's just, I think, I feel like I don't, I wouldn't sound good, but the y'all is, is very funny. I spent yeah. 30 years avoiding it. And then about a year ago, I just <laughs> finally gave in. So there's still time. I've been no, made, I mean, made I, fun of that for my entire life. It's like, that, it's literally ingrained in my brain. Y'all, I don't say you all or <laughs> you know, some, a lot of people from North Carolina, specifically like Western North Carolina, they say Yuns. Oh, really? Y O U N S. It's it's Yuns, which doesn't make any which sense. Which Yuns? Yuns. I love it. Yuns and Usins. Uh, but yeah, I mean the yo, and I also like the ain't. But I don't know if that's southern. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's southern. Is it? Mm, slightly. I, I think it's probably used more in the south. I okay. still don't know how to use that word like ain't. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't uh, know what. I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's instead of isn't yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's it's not it's not good English. Like yeah. it's bad English and you shouldn't use it at all. So just be glad you don't know how to use it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean there's some uh the the accent. I I'm not even gonna try to do it because uh, oh, I'll probably, on, dude. I would probably like, get kicked dude. out of this country if no, someone heard no, it. No, I but no. I had a friend, uh I mean and if if she heard this, she, she would love. But she would make me say, I am from North Carolina with like a country Southern accent. And they would just, they would all just die laughing because I'm awful at it. And it was just, uh, it was just funny. Well, luckily, I mean, Chattanooga is pretty Southern, but I feel like it's like not like, like drawn out when you use a Southern accent. Yeah, it's not too bad, but also we need to hear this accent. <laughs> it would be can you please say, uh, can you please say I'm from Tennessee in a Southern accent? Uh, I don't know if that's, oh, well, in North Carolina, I'd say like, I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> That's they'll great. Just, they'll it's not bad, that. actually. Uh, but uh, it's just it's just terrible. Just the more illegible you ma- or inaudible you make your no- your voice, it's. It, it fits <laughs> I'm not going out. You just you push all of your words together yeah. and draw them out the, at the same time. The, the, the one that shook me the most, I would say, is the like, because very mm. southern people say yeah. like, and at first I, I was like, "What's that mean? I don't know what that is." And then, um, and then finally, I, I got used to it. But the lack is, is it was hard. <laughs> what about you, Ruben? What's your favorite Southern saying? Yeah, well, I I haven't been like as much time as Juan, so I don't know as many Southern Southern words. But yeah, like he said, y'all is. Can I can I give you one to practice? Yeah. Let so me know. <laughs> so when you're talking about like a distance, and you're like, you want to say that's over there. I want you from now on mm-hmm. to say, that's over yonder. <laughs> what? Yonder. Yonder? Yonder. Yeah. So that's if the, over yonder? That's over yonder. Like when, if like, if so, it feels like a, 
Hey, get the ball. He's like, well, it's over. It's over yonder. <laughs> it's, oh, it's over there. You get uh, it. Oh, it's over also, yonder. Also, the classical howdy. Isn't that? Isn't that? Uh, yeah, I get. Howdy. I still say that, but like, <laughs> howdy. I don't even know. It's just like there, and I get made fun of for it all the time. So, I think when people talk me like that, I just guess and think, <laughs> what, what, smile and nod. Smile and yeah. <laughs> I just answer whatever and thank you. <laughs> so and. <clears throat> I've I've just started playing soccer for the past year. And he's re he's picked it up very fast. I'll give it to him. That's good. Well, I've, I've always been athletic, but something that's always been very important to my game um, is intensity. So anytime anybody asks me what my playing style is, I say I'm like Clint Dempsey with a lot of grit mm -hmm. and, and trash talking, but with the technical ability of a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, So well, Juan could probably hit you with a the ball then. Oh, oh God! Oh, sorry. That was, that was funny. Uh, if anyone wants to apply to be a producer, <laughs> yep. I know you can It's tell open. we miss Matt because we're going for the puns. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I I I love to talk trash on the field, just anything, just to get inside of somebody's head. So, how do you guys? Do on the field? Do you guys still like to talk trash? Uh, well, personally, um, and I feel like most of the people already know me. I'm like very calm and relaxed, but just playing in general. Um, but I'm also like that, like off the field. Um, I'm usually very like laid back, and and I don't. I'm not the kind of player that would just like kick you when the referee's not looking. Mm -hmm. That would just talk trash to you or just start insulting you or whatever i'm not i'm not like that i've always been the kind of player that prefers to show all of that just playing and embarrassing the other team with the ball playing what about uh what about flopping or diving no nah, i'm not i i hate that's that's probably one of the things that i like the most <laughs> when i came over to the u.s because in spain i mean if you guys have watched the liga games that's that's pretty common you know like uh, you barely get touched and you just start screaming like someone just shot you on on your leg uh and i don't i've always been against that and i've always said that the premier league is actually much better than the spanish league on that on that essence um so hey, now like, you're not gonna be allowed back in spain i, I, I was just thinking that <laughs> i hope nobody from spain listens to this but <laughs> ruben's I, totally gonna tell on you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't i'm not i'm not that kind of player i don't i don't like that no me neither me neither i sometimes i've tried it but now the the striker like um beat me i i i remember last year i was playing against a really good brazilian striker and he was uh, he he knew how to play that way i didn't know i tried to play like him like um trying to um, to get his mind and out of his mind that it was impossible and then i i i was the only one who wasn't focused on the game so no i don't like uh, talk a lot of like trash with to, to other players and just focus on 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 our game and yeah i feel like it's i mean whether we like it or not it's part of the game and then there's always going to be people that 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 do that and that like you know flopping or or trash talking but as long as you know what you're doing you you are able to stay focused some people actually need that to you know get motivated and pumped out for the game yeah but, Yeah, people use it as fuel, right? Yeah. Uh, Caleb, or no, it was Cam was telling us about him and uh, Jono and a few of the other guys last year and years before would call people with like 
bad boots. They would call them poop shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said, there's, there's some people that actually, like, it, it looks like they knit it to, mm. to play well, but I guess it depends on, on the player. I have, a, I have a question before we shift gears, um, and this could be here in Spain or wherever. What's the weirdest thing that somebody has tried to do to get into your head or said? You know, because people are always trying to get into your head and get you off your game. What's maybe one one of the weirdest things someone has done? Um, some of the weirdest things. Uh, some some people can talk about your family, tell whatever, like, or maybe when when you have the ball. I remember this Brazilian guy was telling me like what to do, and I was. I was thinking, like, should I do what he's saying, or should I do the opposite? <laughs> and then, like, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't focused, on, so I decided, like, no, it's not my style of play. <laughs> so he he got in your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I one of the times, like, I pushed him a little bit when the ref wasn't uh, looking at us, and then he went running to to the to the other ref to complain, like, hey, did you see that? I was so scared, like, oh my god, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna get a red card. Yeah, this guy is so smart. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that again. <laughs> so you you grew, you learned from that. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I like it because you get maybe more motivated, like to beat the guy, uh, or especially if if the other team is, um, or you know, or you feel like the other team is worse than 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 our team. Sometimes you are not, you don't get that motivation as if you play against New York Cosmos or the big teams. It shouldn't be like that, but it's. I think it's the way it is, and sometimes it's good to 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 feel that motivation and talk with the striker to get the. Sure, sure. For for me, uh, the first one that comes to my mind is um, a couple of years ago when I was in college uh, playing for Fiverr actually. Um, we were playing that team, and then these. I was playing right back at that time, and there was this uh, winger from the other team that kept saying, "Your team doesn't want to play you. Like you're so bad, your team doesn't want to pass you the ball." Because every time the ball would be, you know, sifting to my side, he would step up, and then obviously they would just go somewhere else. And he was just trying to get in my head, saying like, uh, "You're so bad, your team doesn't want to pass the ball to you." And um, the funny thing is that we were actually beating them four one. <laughs> so so I was like I was just I would just die laughing and tell him like listen that that's fine with me as long as we the, the scoreboard stays like that <laughs> I'm good I'm, I'm good I'll, I'll I'll just call it a day mm-hmm. and um so in, in that aspect I I don't really let people or players get in my head but and the funny thing is I'm actually good friends with that guy now but um but it was it was it was funny that's great that's that's fantastic um, scoreboard is the best comeback. It is. It, that, that's what I was or, saying earlier. The best way mm-hmm. to get into people's head or to or a comeback is just playing. Wasn't it Aaron Lennon at Arsenal when they were winning two one? He went off injured and people were like booing him, and he just held up two one in his hands. Or who was that? Theo. <clears throat> Theo. Theo, Theo yeah. Walcott. And he was just like this. Everybody was just booing him, and he just held up yeah. two to one in his hands. Because there's, the really, there's really nothing you can say to that. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, he just yeah. smiled yeah. and did it, and it was just so comical. It was brilliant. So switching gears here a little bit, uh, we've played some really high level competition this year in Municipal Comunicaciones, but uh, one that might be especially interesting for you guys, uh, being from Spain, is Real Betis. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about what that was like? That was a great experience. I mean, you never have the chance to to meet these guys. Normally, you can you cannot meet these guys, and then you realize they are like like everyone like they are nice people and 
that's even more impressive. Uh, then playing against them is is a really good experience to learn from them, like how how quick they think in the in the field, how quick they play. Like technically, they are very good. So um, it was a really good experience uh, for us, and and then we also talked with them after the game, and we got some some jerseys. So it was it was great, and I hope. Uh, in the next year, so next year <laughs> another uh, another good team comes again. It was it was just a dream come true. Is is people you look up to when you're growing up? Um, you know, it's like if you if you just give a kid like a four year old that that plays football on on his backyard, you just take him to an NFL uh, game and you let him meet everybody. He's he's kind of like that. It was just a dream come true, and and as as Ruben said, it's I mean, I think I've told some of you guys before. I thought it was a joke when I first said it. When I first saw the like the marketing and stuff, I was like, "Is it like April Fools or something?" But what's going on here? And then, and then they they tell me no, they they're, they're really coming. I just it just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it at first. And and Ruben just said it. Just the excitement and the feeling of of being on the same field as people you've been looking up to and you've been watching on TV growing up, it was it was really hard to describe. So once Joao scored that goal, what did you feel? <laughs> it, uh, I, I, I didn't think it was real. I was like, because we were <laughs> up against them. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, like I was, I don't know. I, I feel like I froze for a couple of seconds. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Are we, are we up one nil against Real Betis and... I mean, like obviously, you can you can argue a lot of things. You know, like they they were pretty much done with the season, and then obviously, they for them might not have been a, such a big game as it was for us, mm -hmm. obviously. But just the feeling of of being with them in the field, playing them, and then not only that, you go up one goal against them. It was just like, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but this feels great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we just needed to to defend a goal, but then like against very good teams, yeah, little details that can can you can concede goals like they they score you and and this is how it is like the, the higher is the level, uh, if you if you have a little mistake, they they score a goal and yeah and like you cannot make mistakes. So. When uh, as as the minutes are ticking by, you guys are both playing defender, mm -hmm. right? Like you're both trying to keep them from scoring. It's the twelfth minute, I think, when Joao scored. Uh -huh. We hit minute twenty. We hit minute twenty-five. Thirty. Thirty. What, what's going through your head at like minute thirty-five? Well, uh, at that point, you're actually just more into the game because at the beginning, you you kind of like settling down, and you still don't believe you're in the field with them. But as minutes goes goes by you know like you actually get into it and you're like oh i'm playing a game um so personally enough i feel like i'm talking for both of us here especially playing defense you you're up one now uh on those kind of situations where you're playing against that uh, such a big side like real betis was obviously the main focus was can we can we keep it till halftime can we go to halftime one zero up and then you know talk in the locker room and figure out what we can do on the second half um so as I said at the beginning, it was all excitement and, and you know like a, a dream coming true and everything was unbelievable. But then, then you used to playing a game and obviously 
your head starts getting into the game and then you start thinking about what you have to think and then just soccer, it doesn't matter who you're facing, then at that point, just everything's just soccer and it's a soccer game. And I feel like, um, especially the defense side, um, when we were hitting those minutes, like, you know, like 25, 30th minute, it was, it was, can we keep this score until halftime and then talk in the local room and figure out what we're going to do in the second half? Yeah, I remember we didn't have a lot of possession or as much as possession as, as we like, but we still have some chances. The ref called at least two offsides and we could have a score if, if the timing would have been better. And then they score us in the minute uh, 43, 44, I don't 47. remember. 47. It was in stoppage time, yeah. From a corner and we knew about it, but yeah, like I said, little decisions during the game and, and you have to think quick. The ball went to Sergio Leon and yeah, he's kind of he's kind of good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I heard a little um, story from one of the coaches, and and maybe you heard this, maybe you didn't. So if it's not true or you didn't hear, no worries. But I heard that during the water breaks, because it was very hot, um, you know, so they took some water breaks during the game. I heard the the Betis players were very upset. They were yelling at each other. Could you guys hear them? Yeah. Um, not only during the water breaks, during playtime, especially mm-hmm. after we went one zero up. Um, because obviously, as Ruben said, at that point, we kind of gave up position a little bit. Obviously, against, of course. against a team like that, you know, you're not going to be able to possess as, as we like to. So we can we kind of gave up position a little bit, um, possession of the ball, I mean, and then we were just trying to sit back um, and, as I said, keep, Go, that, keep that score. And hit on the break. Yeah. And, um, and, and obviously, they were not finding gaps because we were also playing a back five. So we were we were actually doing pretty good tactically and, and position wise, and they were getting pretty frustrated at each other, um, just yelling at each other when someone would just try a long ball, and and because of our positioning, we would just get to it first or something. They would they would really get um, on each other's face, and they they were pretty mad. Yeah, they were making they made a lot of silly mistakes. Like they they normally like wouldn't wouldn't do like long balls or long diagonals like going straight to to feel instead of the the winger or being selfish and trying to make uh, someone yeah they had they were doing a lot of mistakes and they were screaming at each other like hey come on like make a better effort yeah during the game did it make you feel good that literally seven days before they beat real madrid in madrid they came here and they're trying long balls over the top because they can't figure out how to beat the defense. <laughs> they were they were the only team last season that beat Real and Barça away, um, and as you said, literally one week before that they had gone to Bernabeu, a place that I've gone to watch Real so many times as a kid, and they had beaten Real Madrid at like at yeah. their home two nothing, and right? They were, yeah, and mm-hmm. and we were literally just we, they were just in front of us, getting frustrated, getting on each other. Um, because they couldn't figure out a way to score. And, and you were like, winning. Yeah, and we were winning. I, as I said earlier, it was just, like, I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, is this a dream? It's like, is this actually happening? It's amazing. That's that's amazing. Um, so, and, and I promise I'll quit asking you about Batiste in a minute. Um, but when they came in and they, they got two goals um, in the second half, pretty quick, Hesse came on and some younger players who were definitely trying to, I think, in my eyes, at least prove that, they, they belonged there and proved that they should be on the first team. And it wasn't just, you know, second team players. There was a few first team players mixed in. We can see two goals. Um, 
And then obviously we battled back to make it four three before we got the two the two goals to bring it back to make it a close game again. How are you guys feeling? I think well, my position I was frustrated because those goals were little details like mistakes from us instead of great goals. Besides one of Jesse's goal, I think yeah, one of his goals was yeah, yeah that volley but, that volley was good goal yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apart from that goal, I think the other goals were mistakes. So it was most frustration because we could have like be in the game like longer and and then it was tough to like when we were four one or one four was I was thinking now it's going to be like very difficult. We have to enjoy the rest of the game and try to to make as as best as we can. And then um we scored two two goals and we got a really good <laughs> really good score in the end. Yeah, what what did you think when Alan came in and he started dribbling down the wing and he did like six step overs and then clear penalty? Well, I I had already played against him um in school. Um so I already knew a little bit about him. I already knew him as a player and then I already knew he was a good player. Um but yeah, as, as Ruben said, I feel like well, I mean, I was off um, I was off the game at that point, um, but as Ruben said, I feel like the mentality was more. Um, we knew this could happen, so let's just enjoy what what's left and and keep making a good experience and memories of this. And then our second goal came came on, and we like I feel like that changed the the mentality a little bit, and everybody was like, well, maybe we can you know make a little impact on the game. And then Webby came on and just drew that penalty, and it was like. Wow, wow! We're actually like we actually might be able to score three goals on on this team, and and it was just it was just amazing. It was an amazing feeling. Yeah, and then Zeka with the uh, the the classic Zeka goal, which is there's a ball bouncing around and he manages to get there first, <laughs> clean up, and, and he just battles everyone. That's just just so Zeka. <laughs> can we can we name Zeka the janitor? I think that's a good name for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cleans it all up. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, of course, Lima did a, a good job blocking off two players as well. Moving, yeah, moving Lima, bodies. Lima, Lima has actually claimed that goal. He says he says <laughs> it's to be his goal. I, I'm not <laughs> gonna get in the argument because then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get destroyed back at home. But I'm just saying that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as I said on the on the first podcast that we did uh, a few episodes ago, Lima is a grown ass man. He's right. a he's a big boy, grown ass man. <laughs> yeah. But if, when you meet him personally, he doesn't look like it. He he just he doesn't look that old because he just enjoys everything. Yeah. He smiles. He's always smiling. He's always just about enjoying life. So he he seems to have that bit of immaturity. But uh, I mean, it's just just enough to make him as as fun as he is. But then when you get on the field, it changes a little bit. It does. Yeah. When he gets on the field, he's he's just a professional. Yeah, you can see his experience on the field. Yeah, how he talks, how he plays. Right? What's it like playing with, I mean, I know you guys played obviously in college here with players that aren't near as experienced. What's it like coming to a team where you have a, a handful of guys like that are really, really experienced like Lima uh, and to a lesser extent Juan, you know, Juan Hernandez and, and then coming from college and then playing with guys that are just barely out of college? I feel like it, it, it has its positives and its negatives. Obviously positives is that you can always learn from them. You can always learn from everybody that you play with regardless of uh, their experience and their age but when they're uh, experienced as you just said you can always there's always that little bit extra you can learn um 
and and obviously they you know they can put things into perspective or or talk you through things that you might have not experienced before um i think there's also sometimes contrast of opinions um game styles or or, or something like that but that I mean that that happens that's part of the game as well um but it, it's it's definitely more positives than than negatives i think the big the biggest difference between younger players and older players are how older players manage the game and manage the time and also they know they themselves so they don't make as many mistakes as young players Cool. That makes sense. Smitty? So, and if your answer's not CFC, that's okay. We guys know you've <laughs> played a, a lot of different places, multiple countries. So what was the best atmosphere or best crowd that you've ever played in front of? For me, the answer is pretty easy because it's actually CFC. It yeah. was, it's definitely by far the best atmosphere I've, I've played in. Are there any? Is there a specific game or a specific moment that comes to mind? Um, well, there's there's several games. Um, uh, the the conference final last year, it was good atmosphere. We don't want to talk about that game, but it was it was good atmosphere. Um, Comunicaciones game was very good. Mm -hmm. The Betty's game was obviously great atmosphere. <laughs> um, but it was just like all through the season. There's always you know a few that you, you can stand out because they were especially good but the, like, all through the season just the people here is just um, unbelievable it's just amazing yeah I agree CFC like we can see like every game the atmosphere is great I it, I can only compare it to when I played for Osasuna and we were playing the playoffs to promote the second B to second B division because the 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 let's say the Indargorris or Chara Hooligans for Osasuna uh, come to support us and that was a similar experience but now we other than that we we cannot find this atmosphere in college or like other somewhere else so out of curiosity how old were you when you were playing uh, in those promotion playoffs i think i was 22 22 or 21 okay so you were you were an adult i was just curious yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let me look at my list of, uh, of questions. Cause I have lots of other questions, but I should at least uh, follow the list. I said I was going to, I'll you, edit, I'll edit all of this out. Good. <laughs> we know. Do you, you two don't live together, correct? You're not in the same room. No, not in the same no room. Ruben rooms with Caleb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Caleb yeah, was like, yeah, I'm, I gotta, I gotta stay true to Ruben. And I'm, oh yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to go back on you. I'm with Genki. <laughs> oh, you're with Genki. Cool. Um, now you go to each other's rooms, I'm sure, pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. We we live on the same floor. So okay. Yeah. Lastly, we're spending a lot of time together. I don't know if <laughs> I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a little yeah. bit too much. <laughs> Today I was telling him. I was telling him. No, I'm not going. Yeah, you, you just can have the the paella, like rice, the the Spanish food. You can you can eat it. Don't worry. I will make some some food for me. Uh, Start, start complaining and come. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, saving, like old I was saving food for him, literally just saving food for him. And he was like, nah, nah it's okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm saving food for you. You better come and get this food because I'm saving it for you. So you better come and get it. <laughs> so Ruben, is Juan a pretty clean guy? Does he keep his room clean? Is he a pretty dirty guy? 
Yes, I think he is. Maybe from the little I've seen, a little disorganized because I see he cooks <laughs> and then he leaves the food over there in the kitchen. <laughs> that he, it's, that it's hard. No, you're not dirty. You're just disorganized. <laughs> yeah, he, How very nice. Suddenly he starts playing the ukulele or... <laughs> Yeah, and then, <laughs> I yes. am very active. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, now I remember when he was making food and he fell asleep. And, oh, and then, that was bad. That was yeah, bad. I think the house was almost burned. Yeah, <laughs> the fire alarm go off. No, no, it was. It didn't get to that point. But I was, I was making a soup, and you know, I had to leave it boiling for for quite some time. So I was like, I'm gonna lay down on the couch for just a minute while it boils, and then <laughs> next thing I know, I wake up and the, and the the soup is just dry, absolutely dry, and this is you know like the the food in there is just almost burned. Well, without the almost, actually, some of it was burned. I was like, oh, thank it. Did you eat it or not? I didn't. I no? did not. <laughs> I don't know. I did not. I, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he uh, he ate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did try it. I was like, maybe I can save the like the top of it, and I tried it. I was like, nah, there's no way I can eat this. <laughs> You think Ruben's a pretty clean guy, one? He he's he's very organized. He's very he's very picky. He's a very picky guy. Um, he he has like his ways of doing things and and, and the things he like, and he kind of like follows that routine and circle. But he's yeah. he's very clean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very German in that way. Yeah, he, very, he's kind of German on that aspect. Very, dis, very disciplined on, on what he's doing. He's got a little bit of that blonde hair, too. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe, maybe he's secretly German. We just don't know. He's been pretending to be Spanish. <laughs> Have you guys ever scored a goal together? You didn't play before this season, right? Uh, we, didn't play, we didn't play together. Um, Only against Real Betis. But neither, neither one of you scored. Yeah, we, no. we were on the field, both of us, but we, we didn't score the goal. That's fair. Um, so how do you guys see American soccer, uh, in general? Obviously you guys come from a completely different system in a completely different country. And we talked a little bit before the podcast, we don't have to get super far into detail, but when you look at American soccer, kind of what, what sticks out to you? Um, uh, for me personally is, is, um, I think a way to say it could be unused potential. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but Basically, these like the way I see it, this country has the the tools and everything that is needed to be one of the greatest countries on the sport. That's right. But just because of, um, say interest, say money, say business, say whatever you want to say, because obviously I know I don't know exactly what it is, but because of what the reasons may be, it's just not not there. And as Ruben was saying earlier, there's just some rules that sometimes make you wonder. Do people actually want the country's level to get better, or are they just looking out for, you know, interest? Yeah, that's like Juan, like Juan said. Like you can see unbelievable facilities. When I came here and I saw my, my school is small and it's not the biggest school, and like or I don't know. I can't imagine how is a division one school or a bigger school. But I was really impressed with the facilities, and here you can find everything. But soccer is still is not that doesn't have the the level of, that you can find in in Europe. I I guess it's it's about practice, and yeah, I think U.S. soccer is is growing every year, and hopefully, like in in, in some years, we see United States in like. Um, trying to win or win championships. 
Hopefully so. So, Ruben, I'll, I'll stay with you for a second. As a player, having league uncertainty, you know, in, in Spain, obviously, you if you're in the fourth division, you know you're in the fourth division, and if you do well enough, you go to the third division. While being here, it's very different. You know, mm-hmm. we, CFC, for example, doesn't know for sure what league they're going to be in next year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like as a player? It's difficult because we... We don't know where CFC is going to play next year. We don't know where we're going to play next year. Where we're going to where we are going to live. So we don't know if we are going to be here or we're going to be in Spain. What we are going to do, like working or study. So it makes you a little like nervous. But in the end, you find something, uh, something good for you, and I think. We all try our best to find like the best thing we, we can do. So I guess we just need to to let the time work and and when it comes the day to to see if we're gonna keep playing and what's going to happen with the league, uh, we'll see like the positives and the negatives or staying or leaving the the, the country. Um, I mean I I totally agree with him. Is is it can be very frustrating and, and you know like energy draining sometimes because when you talk to uh, family friends and, and people they always tell you like just, just don't worry about it you just play and have fun but Ruben just said it ultimately um, that can be crucial in, in, in your future life that can that can be the decision maker to where you're gonna be one place or another or you you have to head back home or something like that, and it's very um, frustrating sometimes, you know, not knowing what is going to be of um, yourself or the team or, or the league in in a few, so for, in for a few life, months. For life out of football. Yeah, right. and and as, as I said, people keep telling you not to worry about it, but conversation happens, you know, like it's, it's yeah. inevitable to, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and sometimes... As we talk. Said, we talk about it every day. So. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Even if you try not to, at some point it's gonna come up. Yeah, for sure. And is in in that uncertainty of like what what's gonna be of me in literally like two months is even if you try to just avoid it, avoid mm-hmm. that thought. It, like uh, subconsciously, is is tiring. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. A few teammate questions. Oh boy, <laughs> who is the best dancer on the team? Uh, I think uh, this is clear. Yeah, we'll give it to Bongo. Bongo, we'll, we'll, we'll give Bongo. it to Bongo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've seen he's a very good dancer. <laughs> who is the best FIFA player? Ooh, uh, I don't I, play FIFA. I, I don't play. <laughs> I don't play FIFA either. But really, uh, yeah, because for me, it's, it's I like playing it so much. The sport that FIFA for me is too fake, and I I just don't okay. like playing it. I think it's Lima. But yeah. as Lima, Danny, and Bongo have like a triangle where they play each other, and and uh, I wouldn't be able to say which one is the best one out of those three. Uh, I think Lima has beaten the other two the most, but I'm not sure. So. Lima always win yeah. <laughs> when he's dreaming because I think he's very bad. He's very bad. Playing FIFA, <laughs> maybe Danny. He might actually be Danny. Yeah. Uh, cool. Who eats the most? 
<laughs> what's 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 wrong, one? That's, that's, Don't say our names. Yeah. Let's say I was, I was I was gonna say I was gonna <laughs> say people would think of me the first option, but you should see how him and Genki. You don't you cannot believe how much Genki eats. Yes. You will be surprised. That's awesome. He eats so much. It's healthy food. It's it's all yeah. super healthy, but he eats a lot. Like like a lot of food. <laughs> what kind of stuff does Genki eat? Um well like, like the a, a funny story would be when we went uh, for Joao's and Gabby's birthday, we went to, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys Rodizio. know it, Rodizio, the yeah. Brazilian restaurant, where, yeah. you, where they just keep bringing meat out, and Genki just wouldn't stop. Like, everybody <laughs> everybody just would be absolutely full, and, and and we would be, like, almost about to roll over and die right there in the restaurant, and Genki would just keep asking for food, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have some of this, I'll have some of that. And we're like, like where, do you, where do you stack it? Like, how? How? But but at home he's very healthy. He he always has a base of carbs, whether it's um, noodles, spaghetti, or or rice, and then he eats a lot of veggies. Uh, he makes a lot of smoothies with with veggies. Um, they they don't look great, but they're they're very, definitely very good for you. Yeah, and, and he and he even said he said I know it doesn't look good, but it's very good for nutrition. Yeah. Um. So he he puts literally every veggie in there. Um, you know like carrots, kale, um cabbage uh, lettuce uh, but it's, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of vegetables fruits um and then some some carbs and and meat that's here because he he also told me he eats insects and today i was i saw a story on his instagram i don't know what was that but what that was but it looked Ah, the soup. <laughs> the soup. Yeah, yeah, the soup. And he said, like, uh, you guys I, don't want to know, like. Yeah, I think is. I think he he went to a friend's house from Japan and they made a soup that I guess is is homemade and it might have something in there because in the on the post he said you don't want to know what's in there, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean normally in the house he eats very healthy. That's like, uh, my wife is Romanian and they have several different kinds of soup. Uh, one of which is cow stomach. Oh boy. And uh, and I think one of them is maybe cow brain. If you don't tell me what it is, it's delicious. But once I knew what yeah. it was, yeah, that's the thing. nope. Yeah, you feel the texture. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to. No. Yeah, then <laughs> I, I I'm I'm just like you. In Spain, we have a, a plate that is um the pig's stomach, and it's called um callos. And yeah, I, I just. I wasn't fortunate, well, or fortunate, I could say that they told me what it was before I tried it. So I said, "Nope, nope." Ruben's looking at you like he he likes it. Well, I think I haven't eaten a lot of times, but people say it's good. And I think it's just the texture of the food what makes the difference. But I would like to, I would try everything, but don't tell me what it is. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> and speaking of which, you know what Genki really, really likes from the restaurant: the chicken hearts. Yeah, oh, good. He, I was getting ready to he say something. Ate, he ate about 50 or 60 of those. Oh. And I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. It was, it was about that number. Well, we, we talked about Southern things earlier. You should, uh, you should try a chitlin sometime. I don't even know what it is, but I can smell it from two miles away, and it's well, disgusting. Well, it's a Southern food. I'm about to Google it. Cause what does it have in it? So I don't know what it is. Do you know what? Do you know what a chitlin is? Do you know what I'm I, I don't. We're, we're about to find out, though. I've, I've literally seen people cooking them before. <laughs> or what a gizzard is. Oh, gizzard. So I uh, I dated the Brazilian girl in high school, and she made me chicken livers and chicken hearts, mm -hmm. and I was good until I really thought about what they were. But it, yeah, it was it was just it's just the same for when we went to the Brazilian restaurant. It was the same for me. I, they told me chicken hearts, and I said, 
I can't, I, I cannot eat this. Like it's just, it's a chicken heart. I'm not gonna eat this. And I didn't even <laughs> try it. And then the other day when we went uh, over to the Brazilian restaurant again for Gabby's birthday, I said everybody was just like, "Come on, you gotta try it." So I gave it a try, and I was just like, "I can't." I put it in my mouth and I had to spit it out. I was like, "It's a chicken heart. I cannot. I, I literally cannot <laughs> eat this." Just so you know, like they usually come with two racks full of like, um, full of uh, like let's say chicken hearts. I remember you again, Gis, again. Yeah, all. all. Yeah. <laughs> they usually come like with a stack like of 20 or 30, 30 in them, and, and Genghis yeah. is like, all of them, all of them. <laughs> so Chitlin is the, sm the small intestine of a pig fried. Oh, boy. I'm not having that. Like whole, not like broached, you know, brushed up in a stew or anything, but like just yeah, deep fried. I, I, still don't, I still don't want to try it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, so who sits the closest to the coach on the bus? What player is trying to get more playing time by sitting close to the so coach the, on the bus? On the bus. I usually see it pretty close. I think it's us too. Yeah. I think it's us too because usually it's the coaches, then Robbie, then the food, and then him and I are usually across each other. Then it's uh, Gabby, the Spaniard, um, Lima, Phil is behind me usually, and uh, and, and Fel I think Felipe is, is in there as well. So you sit next to the food? Is it, is it? I do. I do. Okay. I control. Guilty. 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 I control the food, so you can ask me. Yeah. Like, he's, actually, he's, he's actually closer hey, to the food. You already ate. <laughs> coach, coach. That's too many. You should, you should uh, stay in the United States and be a cafeteria lady. Or, um, who all sits in the back of the bus? Uh, Bongo. Bongo is Bongo and Jordan always. Fight for that. Joao, those, those Juan as well. Yeah, Joao, the other Juan, Bongo, Jordan, uh, the English guys. And is that where the music comes from? Uh, well, after the game, usually Juan is the one that brings the, the speaker because he's got a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. So usually Juan brings the speaker, but um, if we do play music, we usually play it after the game, mm -hmm. uh, before the game. We usually everybody's just doing their own thing and their own pre-game rituals and whatnot. So we want to change the pace a little bit and focus on stuff off of the field. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga for a date night? For a date? Uh, oh, before you said that, I was going to say that I like. Well, this date night can be together, the two of you. I mean, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, it was the two of us, it'd be, it would be just eating, just getting absolutely stuck. But, yeah. um, but I mean... Obviously, the day night threw me off a little bit because I, I was going to say that I like the Brazilian place and I like yeah. uh, those bros and whatnot, but <laughs> obviously that's not what you want for a date. Um, and I haven't been on a date here in Chattanooga, so I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hey, know ladies, about <laughs> just shout out to y'all. You, uh, you can DM me and, I, and I'll connect you. <laughs> hey, what, what are you people doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, I like the... Tzatziki's place downtown. Tzatziki's. Uh, I think mm -hmm. Greek. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's good, and and the place is pretty nicely designed and decorated. Um, there's also the uh, I don't remember the name of the hotel, but up right in front of the pedestrian bridge, there's that hotel. The Edwin hotel. Whiskey Thief and up, has, upstairs, and it has a, like a terrace. That terrace mm -hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. If I if I had to pick nice. a place for a date, it would, it would probably be that one. Yeah, for sure. It's a really don't cool forget place. the wallet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the wallet would be shaking a little bit, but if it's a special date, I yeah. guess you could you can make the effort. <laughs> yeah, I really like also uh, Susie. 
So what's the name? Toto Sushi. Oh, Toto. Yeah, oh, Toto. Also, Toto. Dude, lun- Toto Lunch Sushi uh, yeah. Buffet. Sushi Buffet. Wow. Zing. So We've been yeah. there, yeah. So good. And you can get it half off on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. God. <laughs> Rachel's going to hate you because she doesn't really like Toto, but I'm about yeah. to go this Sunday. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you, Jay. Right, Don't cool. worry. So what's your, what's your guys' favorite spot in Chattanooga to just chill? Um... We were just talking about it, but I really, really like going to watch the sunset at Sunset Rock. I think is I, I did it last summer a couple of times, and what I would do is after the games on Saturdays, I would get the bike on Sundays and bike up there, and it's a pretty long Wait, one. hold on. You bike to Sunset Rock from downtown? Yeah, it's about like an hour and 40 minutes, right? Straight but, uphill. Yeah. yeah. It, it, <laughs> it. Have you seen one's legs? Yeah, no, but, a couple times. I was thinking that. <laughs> sure. We were all thinking the exact same yeah. thing. There's a reason that his legs are the same size from his ankles <laughs> to his hip. <laughs> <laughs> Tree trunk. <laughs> but it, it is, you, when you get out there, you're actually like pretty exhausted, but it's absolutely worth it and re- rewarding when you get out there. Um, I would usually just bring um, a Coke and a little snack or, or whatever. And um, just, you just sit there, chill for an hour um, and just enjoy it I, I really really like that place yeah you usually go like through the bridge come back i like that those those places and then i i like going to different coffee shops like coffees and read i stay like like drink coffee read whatever and chill do you have any favorite coffee shops Mm, I always like a Starbucks, but I want to try different ones. Last last time I went to Midmont, I think. I really liked it. And then I also went to Rembrandt's, and it was good as well. But, and now I'm, I'm going to go to a different one every week. And how do you how do you take your coffee? Always Americano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I think it's the way to to feel the coffee, how it is. And because if you put, if you add some milk, maybe... All coffees can be similar, so yeah. it's like wine. If you put, um, how do you say, gaseosa, like uh, some oh, gas sparkling, water, yeah, spark, sparkling water, sparkling, yeah, something like a sparkling water, like it may taste similar to other wines. So it's like my fiance. Whenever I would try coffee, she'd say, "You don't like coffee. You like milk and sugar." <laughs> <laughs> that's, Very that's, true. That's probably how I would drink it if I drank coffee, but I don't like coffee. You don't drink coffee? I don't no. drink coffee either. Everybody always thinks I'm such a weirdo. Yeah, Thanks for the high five, by the way. It just tastes disgusting. So you're you're both weirdos, for sure. <laughs> but we think you're a weirdo. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> and it's not because of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> my, my favorite part of every weekend is the day that Breezy's wife works, and he texts me in the mornings like, hey, you want some coffee? Porch, <laughs> do y'all have porch coffee and porch beers? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, I got to come here. We out. have porch breakfast, dude. <laughs> so for those that don't know smitty and i live next door to each other so if his girlfriend's at work and my wife is at work it's time for the boys <laughs> you know we text each other like make breakfast whatever that's so cute <laughs> it's adorable so <laughs> we were talking earlier sometimes you guys practice in the morning sometimes you guys practice in the evening but outside of that what do you guys like to do in your free time um we go out to the movies yeah we we got the um monthly membership so we we like going to the movies a lot i saw a really funny instagram story one time when y'all had the theater to yourselves yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all were like going yeah. crazy yeah which i mean it was it was just 
bound to happen with with house then we go to the movies it had to happen yeah. once and uh we, we i mean we are so stupid when we're alone <laughs> so because so, we just walked in there and we saw that there was nobody and we just started yelling <laughs> you know, everybody's always yeah. so quiet in in the movie theater so we saw it was all to ourselves and we just started yelling Dancing. for no reason and it was, yeah everything that's so funny yeah, that's but but it's funny and i like i like when i grew up when i grew up in spain is it's kind of like a, like a an outdoors um, place, kind of like Chattanooga is. So I like I like being outside. I don't like being at home um, much. I mean, I obviously am, and, and I play video games sometimes and stuff. But you I prefer, sleep a lot. I sleep a lot. <laughs> I, I, so when do you yeah, go out? I can sleep. <laughs> I can sleep, and that's why I, I prefer practicing in the mornings. I was telling you about earlier, but um, but I like just going outside and and <coughs> what Ruben was saying earlier, going across the bridge to the park and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Also, like we go a lot to the gym, stretch, yeah, mm. listen to me, listen to music. That's it. The the gym the gym is pretty close, so that's that's very convenient. That's so so on the topic of movies, what what movies have you guys seen like lately that you really really enjoy? Uh, I mean, I'm a very like very very big Marvel fan, so I'm gonna say obviously nice like, uh, Avengers and Spider Man, but um. An unreal movie that just came out a few weeks ago is Aladdin. Aladdin yeah. was was just a masterpiece. It was unbelievably. Was good. it as good as Lion King? It was better, in my opinion. Whoa. In my opinion, Aladdin is better. Nice. Wow. I really, I really. Enjoy, I mean, I also grew up watching Disney, so I'm also a Disney fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if people didn't think that I was weird, they definitely think that now. But, um, but Aladdin was just a masterpiece, in my opinion. That's awesome. So. Um, in Chattanooga specifically, is there anything that you want to do but like haven't tried yet because someone hasn't showed you or? Um, I, well, as I was saying, I like I really like the outdoors, and we've gone to a couple creeks, but I feel like we mm -hmm. haven't gotten to know a lot of the trails and and creeks and and lakes and everything that's around here in yeah. Lookout and Signal Mountain. So I really want to get to know more, like the mountains and the, and the trails and the hikes that there are. Mm -hmm. um, and and I know a couple of the guys know like Caleb and Cam. We yeah. were talking about uh, them they earlier. Know they know they know a lot of very sure. cool places. Uh, Seca knows a lot as well. So I I would really like to know more about the you know like the mountains and natural places. What about you, Ruben? Well, the same in in that also in downtown. There's a a place that we haven't been there like to climb to climb. Is it climb? Uh, like, yeah. Climb high point. Uh, that that right. could be cool, but. Other than that, would you we, would you climb outside on the wall like above the street? Well, outside of the wall, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I but I could try. I could try. <laughs> as long as you have a harness, right, around yeah, you yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, keep, keep you from falling. Yeah, definitely with that. But I mean, we've we've talked about doing some things. We've talked about going zip lining. We've talked about going uh, water rafting. Um, Dude, okay. So uh, pipe said that too. Mm -hmm. I I'll take us down the Akoi soon. That's that's the place we, we should talk, do that. That's the place we were talking. We wanted to like organize like a team bonding activity yeah. kind of thing and then head down there. Um, but I mean, there's definitely a lot to do in Chattanooga and For sure. And it's hard because usually when you live somewhere and you have a routine or a schedule, you have a different mentality to when you're visiting. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, what we try to do is keep that tourist mentality to get to know places. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I feel like we all, have that sort of mentality to get to know 
cool things around here. That's awesome. It helps uh it helps having some players with some family nearby and then some players yeah. that live here. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a really cool dynamic when you guys get to hang out because obviously people like Caleb and uh and the other guys from around here know where to go. So yeah. Those are your, those are the good guides. Uh just an invite next time would be cool. Um anyways. <laughs> well I'll, I'll, I'm taking notes of that. <laughs> definitely um, that. What's your favorite sport that isn't soccer slash football? Tennis. I really like tennis. I knew I you were gonna say that. I love oh, wait, it. let me guess. Rafa Nadal? <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, you just give credit when credit is due. Roger mm-hmm. is just out of this world. He's just, he's just one of these people that is touched by God to do something, and Roger is definitely um, just gifted for tennis. But I really like tennis, and I enjoy playing tennis a lot. Yeah, we'll say the same tennis, but I'm going to change and say, you know, Formula One. Like, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Who's your favorite driver? Fernando Alonso, but right now <laughs> he's not doing he's, great, he's is he? Driving and he's not winning, so it's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you who, what do you think of uh, Carlos Sainz? Carlos Sainz, I think he's he's young. He has a lot of experience. Also learning from his dad. I think he if he has a good car because right now technology is is the key. Um, I think he he could win the championship as well a good driver yeah he is really really good jay you got some of those listener questions ready it's exactly what i was looking up um so for the first one uh this is from c torres 17k on instagram and he asked what is your favorite spanish team uh like if you were to uh, go home and you could go to any la liga or just spanish uh, game the team i'm a fan of is real real madrid yeah my team is, I have to say, the team of my town, Osasuna. But when I was a child, I really loved Barcelona. But now I'm more like Real Madrid fan. <laughs> I've, yeah. I brought him. I brought him to the good side. Yeah, a lot of we, we got to get the ones out of this uh, out of this influencer <laughs> thing, <laughs> making bad uh, bad influencing. If if anybody else ever says Real Madrid, I go, oh okay. But like when you and Juan say it, you're like, okay. okay you're, Listen, you're if from you're there. if you're from Madrid, you get a pass. Otherwise, pick another team. <laughs> um, so another one is from uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Martin Besney, Martin. Martin B E S N E. Sure. Uh, he says, Ruben, what's your hair routine? <laughs> My hair routine. Really simple. Yeah, it's really simple. I, I don't even like uh, do anything to my hair. Like, yes. Do you wait. wash it at least? Yeah. Like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. But not every day. I don't like it to wash it every day. Just like three times, four times a week, depending how I, how I see my hair. Then I just tie it. I did. How do you say it? I make a bond here. That's it. I, I don't put anything. Boom. So it, it was amazing how many questions we had as well for uh, what Juan's hair routine is. Uh, I think there's, there's just not one. There's, there's not a routine. I'm, I'm probably the guy that cares the least about my look. Because <laughs> I, I literally just, um, just wake up, just uh, get my hands wet a little bit and I'll just wrap it around my hair. That That's, that's, that's go it. back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And go back. To sleep. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not, as long as it's not like in my eyes, I'm I'm good with I it. I can't begin to tell you how happy I was whenever we we saw you in front of La Pachanga 
and it looked like you had actually fixed your hair. I, we were so oh, excited. Oh, I think I did that day. It looked like you had gel in it. It was I th- amazing. I think I might have done it that day. Only uh, that day? Yeah, it was probably the only day in... in he was hanging year. out with a girl, so... Oh, definitely not. I'm not <laughs> I'm not very successful at that. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> Change your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know, I, I'm probably going to butcher this name as well. I think it's C Woodfin underscore 96. <laughs> Who? Um, it's <laughs> oddly familiar. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, it says, ask Juan Sanchez how to pronounce perro, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is dog in Spanish. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. It is correct. But, um, <laughs> wait, why would he ask you that one? <laughs> because we call each other perro. Uh, and and for that, I mean, the, the proper how is that again? The proper way to say it is perro, but we say perro, uh, which is kind of, I mean, it's kind of like uh, English speaking person would say it. That's not the reason why we say it that way. Um, it, Are you it, saying that, you're speaking Spanglish? Kind of like that? that, yeah. But I mean, that all of that comes from Danny, and and you'll have to ask Danny about that. Because Danny was the first one to come up with the with the perro, and then we all just. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know if he, this is going to the point where I don't know if Danny does it on purpose or he actually cannot say the double R. Because he he literally says payroll all the time. Maybe he can't roll his R's? Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think so. I don't know. <laughs> we'll ask him. Um, so another one says, I think this is for Juan specifically, from R. Morias Tin. <laughs> oh. Uh, do, you have, do you have dreams drinking Coke or eating popcorn at the movies? <laughs> Uh, I'd say that it's a weakness. It's, it's definitely a weakness. But to be fair, isn't it weird and strange to go to the movies and not have anything in your hands? At least popcorn. At least, yeah. at least popcorn. I, I agree. So I agree. I cannot watch a movie. Correct. Without, and yeah. I've, oh, I've yeah. gone through, like, try to drink yeah. no soda. So I'm, I'm the kind all. of guy that would, would eat something like that and then would, be, would feel bad. I'm not <laughs> the kind of guy that would say, you know what, I shouldn't do it. I'm, I'm on the other, you know, like the other side. Yeah, that's why you get a, um, well, I have a fiance who is considered my pack mule when we go to the movies because she puts candy in her purse. So <laughs> so I tried to go to the movies one time and not get a soda and popcorn and like 20 minutes into the movie, I was Did just you? like fidgeting exactly. and jittering the whole time it. and I had to go up Reaching and for get, the cup holder, there's nothing yeah. there. Ugh. Yeah, I was getting anxiety. I was like, okay, I got to go get a soda and popcorn. The last time I brought my own popcorn because I didn't want to eat the whole bucket. Yeah. And then... I saw there were a lot of popcorns not made in the in the bucket, so I said, I think I have to go to. <laughs> I think and it's I think it's fair to say that, that these two far as is we have the the bucket that you can like that you buy it at the uh, movies, the reusable the one, reusable one, and you just fill it up every time you go. So um, we are pre like movie fans, and we Wait, like. Do you guys share a bucket? Sometimes no. we do. When when we don't want to <laughs> when we don't want to eat, I've done more. I've done more. I've done that more, more with the other one. When we don't want to eat too much or feel too bad about eating popcorn, we share a, a bucket. <laughs> I will do that next time because the first time I think I ate two buckets. I'm not. Right. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Yeah, when I get when I go with my fiance and she says, "Yeah, let's share one," and then I end up eating one fourth. Yeah, it it, it happens. It happens. That's that's why Juan doesn't want to say the the coke with me. And and if he listens to this, he'll he'll agree. He doesn't want to say the coke with me because I end up drinking it all. Um, I have another one from the same person. Um, this one says, "How many music instruments do you play, and what is your favorite one?" Uh, if my family heard that question, they'll say that. 
my main instrument is my body because I'm super noisy. I'm just like tapping everywhere, just hitting like the tables, the couches. The, I'm on the kitchen cooking and you just see me playing music and hitting like the corners and hitting everything. And and <laughs> just I'm just super like excited and hyperactive in that aspect. But I play, I play the ukulele and the piano. I play the piano and I'm getting started on the ukulele now. That's also a really good pickup line. <laughs> Which part? Uh, okay, uh, maybe it didn't come out right. I meant to say that, like, I use just my body with objects. <laughs> so you're you're technically a percussionist. Uh, okay, you I just guess, use really random I, things. I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that. Let's <laughs> put a parent, an explicit tag on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mitty. <laughs> Ruben, then, do you play any instruments? No. No, I wish to play <laughs> the guitar or the piano. He's he's got he's got pretty good noises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you teach me. You yeah, teach me. He, <laughs> he, we should ask him to make the, the cow. The cow mm. noise. He's very good. Uh, not here, not here. Not here. You guys definitely want to hear that. I'm just saying. If but not I, now, at a, at a yeah, different. I have to make. I have to use a, a bottle. That's the <laughs> perfect thing. Because we 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 call each other animals names. We just like every day randomly we yeah. just say animal names we just make a lot of noises and this one comes from because when i was younger i used to go with my uncle to <laughs> um, um to how do you say uh, hunt, hunting to hunting so i remember him doing that noise and i just repeat it <laughs> we, we probably have the dumbest humor because we just we just make noises yeah. and, and laugh at each other is what yes. what did you what did you hunt in spain well, uh, when I was a child, I, he used to he used to hunt deers, and yeah, well, other people hunt like uh, birds and everything. But I don't, I don't support it. Uh, I don't, I don't talk bad about these kind of people. But yeah, well, shoot, Ruben, you fit in neutral. right here in the south doing some deer hunting, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually which is actually he that's one of his nicknames. A deer. deer. We call him deer in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, we call each other deer. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's, deer. what's the word for deer? Ciervo. Cervatillo. Ciervo <laughs> or cervatillo, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to start using that when I go. <laughs> do you do you like venison? Deer meat? Deer meat in English we call venison. Mm, venison? But in Spanish you mean? Or? No, no. Yeah. It, like you said you did some deer hunting or, or your family uh, yeah. did some deer hunting. Have you ever eaten the meat? The deer meat? I think so, but maybe once. Okay, no worries. We it's it's pretty common in this part of the country. You know, you can't buy it, but you if some if your family goes hunting or a uh, friend goes if hunting, you go downstairs and you want a bag, hundred bucks, <laughs> <laughs> you might get the police. You can the buy it, Breezy. I'm you can't kidding. you can't grow up in the south without eating deer meat. Uh, it's the best. I've never tried that. Oh, for real. We need yeah. to we need to do venison soon. Um, I deer hunt all the time, but my fiance's parents every time I go to South Georgia, they load me up with a few pounds and I bring it home. And we have tons now. So uh, the last one from this <clears throat> R, Maria's 10, says... Man, that's a prolific question asker. <laughs> he's, he's good. Must um, be really smart. So Juan, do you use, <laughs> use knives when cooking? Because oh, you should definitely open boy. up a Spanish restaurant in Chattanooga. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if that's a reference to a little incident I have a few weeks ago. Um, it, elaborate. <laughs> so it's pretty embarrassing. But, um, so we usually go to Aldi's to get groceries and, and I like, I like eating 
veggies. I like veggies a lot, but I, I like, you know, like dicing them or, or slicing them in, in very small pieces. Um, and I was just tired. And when we went to all this, I saw this mandolin for, for $10. You know, like the, one of these things that you just wrap the veggie and, mm-hmm. and it comes yeah. out and slices. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to give it a try. Anyway, so we just started stalling in, in LD. We got home around three-ish. And we had practice at six. So I opened the box. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and throw the veggies in because it usually takes some time to cook. And I, I'm going to go th- uh, go ahead and throw the veggies in. And I'll, then I'll start, you know, unpacking the groceries and I'll clean up a little bit. So before reading the instructions or anything, I'll just, I say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So I put the, you know, the blade and I start slicing a pepper and just this one time, and I'm slicing everything smooth. This is like the paper slices are coming off great, and then this one time, it just felt funny. It, it, it like it, I, I felt just something funny. I was like, "What was that?" And then I, I turn, I look at my thumb, and then I see like a little white thing on my thumb, and I'm like, "I'm, I'm pretty sure my thumb is not that color. I don't know why that." And then, like literally half a second after that, just blood stops <laughs> squirting out. I'm like, "Wow." Wow, I don't know what just happened. And and as I said earlier, Genki is my roommate. So, and Genki is is still struggling a little bit with English. So I'm like, Genki, I'm just yelling, Genki, Genki, come out, Genki. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, um, I I just got myself, go get someone. Because <laughs> I like I didn't want to have to explain it to him. Because uh, like I, I tried, when I talk to him, I try to make it easier for him to understand. So I, I'm, I just didn't want to do that at that moment. I'm like, please go get someone. Um, I, like, I need help. And then he goes to get Lima. At the same time, I'm calling Ravi. I'm like, Ravi, I had a little accident. Lima comes, see my thumb. Everything is just full of blood everywhere. I'm like, I think I think I, I, I need help because <laughs> there's, there's something clearly not right here. So I called Ravi, and I'm like, Ravi, um, I just had an accident. I need help. He's like, all right, meet me at the CFC office in 20 minutes. So Lima goes to get Danny because I did, obviously I couldn't drive. Uh, and then Danny comes up. He's like, all right, let's go. And here's probably the funniest part or the, or the stupidest one, depending on how you look at it. So Danny and Lima walk out the door. I'm, I'm going to follow them. I walk out the door and as I walk out, I'm like, wait, I just sliced my thumb. There's, there's a part of my thumb missing. So I go back inside and I look when I, when I was slicing the, all the veggies. And then I, I just pull up the mandolin and there's the, this little piece of my thumb. I'm like, oh, th- there's my thumb. So I get in a C-block bag. I'm like, I'm just going to bring this to Ravi just in case. I don't think it can be, you know, just glued back. But I'm just going to bring it for the sake of it. I don't know what's going to happen. So we like we finally met Ravi. And then Ravi, I had it wrapped in like uh, paper towels and, and a towel. And then Ravi starts unwrapping them. And I had told him, I like, I sliced my, fem- my thumb. And I guess he thought I had a, a, a deep cut. But um, then I said, uh, as he was unwrapping the towels, I, I told him again, oh, I, I sliced my thumb. He's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll have a look at it. I said, no, no, but like, I sliced it. There's, there's the other part of my thumb. And I and I hand him the, the Ziploc bag <laughs> with the thumb. And he, and he like, just froze for a second. He was like, Oh, you literally sliced it, and I'm like, yeah, uh, that's what I meant. <laughs> it was like, okay, I think we need to take a different approach at this, and it was just, uh, it was just uh, a hole. So, um, well, 
Shout out Robbie Williams. Yeah, no, he. I mean, I owe, I owe that man my life. How's it feel now? He's he's funny. He's oh, he's back to normal actually. He's uh, and he he could tell you if you talk to him. I think I I just have like fast cell regeneration or something because he he's, he just heals super fast. Um, so you're and a lizard. The, pe- the piece of the thumb. The piece of the thumb. Uh, I don't know if I should say this here, but it was a little bit weird because uh, after you know. Robbie rubbed it up. Kinky ate it. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, Robbie, thank you for your help. Uh, whatever. See you later at practice because we have practice in an hour. Um, so I'll see you later at practice. You still went to practice? Yeah, yeah, obviously. It's one Sanchez. What do you uh, think, Doug? Uh, and. So I'm like, I'm about to take the C block back with, with the piece of my thumb. I'm like, so, you know, obviously it's, it's not going to get glued back. I'll just throw it away. And Robbie goes like, no, I want to keep it. And I was like, but I didn't know what to say. I was like, you want to keep my thumb? You want to keep the piece of my thumb? He's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I want to show it to uh, the students and the doctor. I was like, don't really know what to say to that, but okay, it's all yours. <laughs> It was it was funny, but I mean, shout out to Robbie, as you said, he he saved my life. Good, so, dude. have you used the mandolin? I yeah, well, that's the other funny part. As I said, I was kind of in a rush, so I didn't read read the instructions. But at the bottom of the box, there's this little cup that you use to put the veggies in, and then that's what you slice, so your fingers are protected. And then now, obviously, I use it with that. Uh, but at that point, uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think things through. You didn't it's, think. So what's what's the lesson one? Uh, use the protecting cup for the mandolin and read, read and read, read the instructions. The yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was definitely a story. It's okay. I refuse to read instruction manuals too. So. <laughs> well, when uh, there's too. when there's blades and knives involved, you might want to do that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, one uh, one other quick uh, question from a. Uh, from a listener, uh, what's it like playing for Coach Elliot? Uh, is I think is is great for tactical knowledge. I think Coach Elliot is a great coach, but uh, in in the area where I said he could coach you or train you or, or teach you the most is tactical. He's got a great mm-hmm. tactical knowledge. Obviously, he's he's great in in every other area, but tactical especially. And um and he he's also really good at looking what other positions players can play. I mean, obviously coming from me that I've played everywhere, but just now, now my personal experience. Other players have also played in different positions, but they're not used to, and they still they've still done done good. Um, so I think it's is a different approach to what most of the people is used to, especially here in the U.S. Because you don't find that that many tactical coaches or, or, or at least that they know that much about tactics so I think I think it's definitely something different and good yeah I, I could see that when we start losing or not winning the first two games and then we changed to a different formation and I remember he was giving advices to us during practice when we changed the, to a different formation uh, during practice he was giving giving us like a lot of information a lot of advices and I was thinking at that point, like, wow, like we lost like a couple of days ago and he knows the movements, not only for like the striker or the number 10, like for everyone, like every position. 
and yeah, that's like Juan said, like tactically, and he's I think he's really good. Same question, but for uh, Coach Fuller, who's now you know kind of the main the main coach while Coach Elliott is is away. Um, I think, and and I feel like everybody would agree because we've we've obviously talked about it uh, as the summer went along. Um, I feel like uh, Coach Fuller brings on the table what um, Coach Elliott might not have or might not be Coach Elliott's strength. Um, they kind of like complement each other. Um, kind of a yin and a yang. Yeah, yeah, kind of like mm-hmm. that. And and Coach Fuller has the heart, the passion. The he's also very good in tactics, as I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pressing on the Cosmos team this uh, this past Saturday was just brilliant. In the first the first half, they just couldn't get past us, and it was just brilliant. Um, but as I said, this, they have slightly different approaches in some aspects, uh, which which I think is good because obviously up. there's there's no right or wrong in in soccer. There's just different approaches, and and both of them have a similar one but different in some aspects, and and they they just both they just both great. Yeah, one of the biggest difference maybe between them is I think is Fuller is closer to the player. Maybe he. He talks more with the player, although uh, Bill also uh, speaks with the players and see different opinions. I think Fuller um, likes, mm-hmm. uh, he's closer to to us and talks about everything. He's he's very funny and and yeah, like tactically, uh, he's also good. We could see that uh, the other day against Cosmos, and yeah, I think both of them work really really hard. I played for Coach Fuller last summer. And we we met in his apartment to to approach our next game, and I could see a little bit, just a little bit, how much work they have to do to prepare every practice, every game, everything like any any little detail. Like you have to watch the opponents' games, and yeah. And he so. he brings his experience also which is which is great and you can tell um as Ruben was just saying tactically the set pieces he's he's been the one that's kind of run them through the summer and and you can you can tell that he he knows what he's doing he's not just a guy saying random things or genuine things he knows what he's doing and what he tells you to do or what what he tells you that's going to happen is for a reason um which as i said you can you can see that experience from at the higher level that he has, and he's he's bringing that to the team, which I think helps incredibly. One thing that I guess he does is reading psychological books or yeah something like that because he always give us advices, and I think he he he's always right when he gives us a speech like a motivation a motivational speech. He may also watch a lot of movies, but yeah, I think he. He has also been a soccer player, so he is the right person that tells you or feel how players are feeling like for any different game. He knows how to connect with with players. He's very good at that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, one uh, one more from me. Uh, what is your position on promotion and relegation in U.S. soccer? I think I'm gonna agree with Zlatan. I don't know if you guys have seen what Zlatan yeah. said a few days ago. Yeah, I haven't but, definitely. Uh, if if soccer is the biggest sport in the world, because uh, nobody can argue that at this point, and it works so well everywhere else, it, I mean, 
there's going to be a reason behind it, isn't it? It cannot be just random that is working so well in every place in the world. Yeah. And um, personally, my personal approach is that it can bring so much to the entire soccer structure. Mm-hmm. And not just professionally, because, you know, like it, it's kind of like a domino effect. So, I mean, if you get that, obviously teams are going to be fighting for both promotion and relegation. You have something to fight for now. Um, and then you won't have these teams halfway through the season that can make the playoffs and they just, all right, we'll just, we'll just let it go for this season and we'll try again next season. No, now you have something to, to play for. Um, I feel I feel like that will also lead to more fans coming to the games because now there's excitement in the game. Now if you lose, you might get kicked out of the league or if you win, you can get promoted to the next league. Um, that ultimately would increase the level of the entire soccer structure, which would also lead to higher level in the youth academies. Because if, if the professional level increases, then it'll be harder to get there. You, mm-hmm. The players, the young players, would have to be better to get there. Absolutely. So ultimately, and therefore the the youth leagues and the youth teams would also need to get better if, if the players want to make it to the pro level. So I feel like it's a small and slight change but it just it would just have like a domino effect, and everything around the soccer structure here will just get so much better. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. I feel the same. I think. I also think that if you have promotion or relegation, in the end, those games that decide if you're gonna relegate or promote is for especially those games is is what which players want to play like those games. Because you learn a lot, because you feel the, the, I don't know, like you feel more nervous as well. But you have to manage manage those the, that excitement. And yeah, if I think if if you if you don't play a league with with promotion and relegation, I think you don't care about like uh, you, you don't make any change. Maybe you start thinking about uh, next season where where I'm going to be. Maybe you start being more selfish instead of okay, we are here. What do we ha- what we have to change uh, to to be better and not relegate to another division? So, was your experience playing in promotional play in promotion playoffs? Uh, was it really intense? Some of the maybe the highest intensity games you've played? Yes, I think those games are are the best ones because you are you are fighting or playing for something that you really want and you you spend a lot of times and I remember I will remember that moment when we promoted to to second B division um forever and the people the players and the coach that I play with when we promoted and the same when you relegate um it's you it's completely different you spend bad moments but you learn from both of situations Maybe more when you lose and when you are uh, in relegation positions, because you start thinking of what what we are doing, what do we have to do? And it be, I mean, it builds the soccer culture and it builds character, and, and that ultimately, what Ruben is saying, those situations, those videos where you see like all the fans jumping on the field because the team just got promoted, um, I think that's also what builds the soccer culture that there's in, in other countries that they've been building for years. Um, that's part of the game. And, and not only, as Ruben was saying, not only the good part, obviously every time there's a winner, yeah. there's a loser. 
Um, but that's also that's also good. That also teaches you things, as he was just saying. Makes um, you stronger. And I feel like in everything, in in just not in sports, in life, there's always something to lose. So I don't see why the sports would be different. Sports supposedly ultimately teach teaches us like it's well soccer but sports in general teaches life lessons and and build character and build personalities and people and prepare people to to just live and for life so i don't think it's preparing people for life because because in everything you do outside of sport there's always something to lose you always have something to lose so i, I don't see why sport should be any different and and obviously, yeah, I mean, you could argue that you want to avoid that, you know, the, those bad moments when, when people struggle. And, but that's also the beauty of the sport. The, mm -hmm. the, the bad moments are just as important as the, the good ones. And what Ruben was saying, what people get really relegated, you see all these videos. And, I mean, I've been, I've been through that. I got relegated uh, when I was playing in Spain uh, one time. And, you know, those, like those tears that you share with, your teammates, with your coaches, with your family, with your parents, that also teaches you a life lesson. That also teaches you a lot of things that you didn't know you could learn or or that maybe you didn't expect to feel. And and that's that's why soccer is the beautiful game because it teaches you a lot and, and not only the good side, but it also teaches you that there's also a bad side and it teaches you to fight for the good side. But what, how are you going to learn to fight for what's good if you don't know what bad feels like mm -hmm. makes sense uh if you guys were not uh professional soccer players what would you like to be wow you got me there uh i don't know i don't know what i want to be either one yeah, it's okay well because well, i've gotten that question so many times and i still don't know it's ridiculous because i've actually i've actually gotten that question so many times and i still don't know what the answer is um and and honestly i i couldn't tell you I don't think there's just one thing I'd like to do. I really like, um, I mean, it might sound stupid, but I really like making an impact on people's lives, whether it's just a stupid detail, like making people smile or laugh. But, I mean, they can tell you I'm just like a little kid. I'm always joking around and, and try to make people smile. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I would like to, to have or to do something related to people where you had contact with people every day on a daily basis as opposed to I don't know working in an office where you're just in front of a screen or, or whatever maybe like a teacher or a coach or something, something like that yeah coach coach is definitely something I want to try um, in, in I mean I, I, I want to try now I want to try to get started now but as a full time um, not not job but you know like dedicate a lot of my time to it in the future I, I would Definitely like that. Yeah, I feel the same in that way. I I realized that I like to help other people. And I have studied business, but now after being my whole life playing soccer, and I think because of that, I realized how important is nutrition. I think my, my job or what I want to do right now is studying something about nutrition and sports maybe like a dietitian and personal trainer because that way I could film like I could do my passions like both of them and also helping people to to develop new skills either like uh, playing soccer 
or getting new uh, nutrition habits. So I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. It's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, before we wrap up and give our, uh, maybe our social media handles, uh, thank you guys for taking so much time to You're hang welcome. out and talk to us. Thank for you guys for having us. You're really, gracias. You're really, really generous. Um, is there anything that we haven't asked you about that you would like to talk about that you'd like to share? I think we should talk. I think we should oh, talk about. Good fun. I think we should talk about about Ruben's Ruben's new nickname. Because if I don't say, oh, you asked me that on. Because if I don't dude, say, sorry, that's Juan. Sorry. Because if I don't he, say it here, my teammates would definitely kill me. Because Ruben is just he just got a new nickname. Ruben has yeah. a new nickname. It is. It, Tell us it's more. a new nickname. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> so he's 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 kind of funny, but his new nickname is Pumba. You know, like the the Lion King, like Simone and Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you got that just right. So um, there's why, a lot. Why of, is he called Pumbaa? There, there is a lot of similarities between them. There's probably more than you have realized. Uh, well, there's the obvious head size, physical <laughs> similarity, but uh, what do you mean? I feel like what do you mean? Uh, but I mean. That's not why it came, what, what the name, the nickname came to mind. Um, but I think <laughs> the the main reason why he got that nickname is the personality of Pumba. He's he's definitely a Pumba. And um, there's a lot of my teammates that could corroborate that. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched the movie. I mean, if you watch the Gato movie, you can also tell. If you're around him long enough, you you just you'll just see it. Like I don't I don't yeah. need to explain it. You'll just he'll just have moments when you'll say, I "Wow, that, that's a Pumba." I think I agree. I agree with with that nickname. Today, as I as I knew that this was coming, I I went I googled it and I I I read the how is Pumba like because I haven't watched the movie and I don't remember the previous ones like Lion King ones. So I read, it's a funny guy. He's, uh, he's, he's sometimes a very, very clumsy, very, <laughs> very, I don't want to say dumb because I don't want to call him dumb, but he's just like, um, just not paying attention to details and um, making random comments. He's, he's, he's a boomba. He's sometimes just, I do it in purpose, but other times he's, <laughs> I agree. I am thinking another thing. I'm in another world. Yeah, he's, it's he, not the first time that <laughs> he's he's definitely a pumba. You, uh, believe me. Now that I've said it, you guys will realize it as soon as it happens. Uh, the next conversation you guys have with him, you you just go like, "Wow, he really is pumba." <laughs> it doesn't matter in English or in Spanish. I, I, I just go to another world from a little time, and then I come back. Oh, <laughs> who's uh, who's Timon if he's pumba? Uh, well, we we said Gabby Gonzalez. We said it the other day. I said you out. <laughs> I said, I said you all. That is perfect. But uh, you're always probably going to kill me for saying this. But I don't know. It's, it's just the first person that comes to mind when I said, who's Timon? It's just Joao. But I mean, is it, that because of the spiky hair? It could be. It, it could be a very good reason that <laughs> the body save also helps. Um, <laughs> just one short but long and, and skinny and, and thin. It's, 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 I mean, it does look similar to him. Timon must be really fast. He, he, he <laughs> probably is, yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. So if uh, if the listeners want to reach out to you on social media, if they want to check out your Twitter, your Instagram, or whatever, uh, where can they find you? Um, well, I am on Instagram, 
Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I have Snapchat as well, but I don't I don't use Snapchat that much. So I would say Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I don't know if I remember my name. Uh, Instagram is Juanito. My name, well, my nickname, Juanito S for my last name underscore four, and then. Twitter and Facebook, if you just um, type Juanito Sanchez Conde, it should, it should come up. I mean, my my Twitter one is Juanito Sanchez and four, because it's the name, the number I like. And then uh, Facebook is just my, my name, Juanito Sanchez Conde, it'll come up. I The same. I use more Instagram than Facebook or Twitter, but I, I use all of them. In On Instagram, I am rmorillas10. And on Twitter, I am Rue Morillas10, and Facebook is my name. You can see I remember my na- my username. I'm surprised. I'm surprised about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then Pumba they come in clutch. Pumba, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Pumba is not that Pumba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm Andrew Brzee. Most people call me Breezy. You can find me at, at Andrew Brzee on Twitter. I'm Andrew Smith, and you can find me on Twitter at A Smitty Nose. Hey, producer Jay. Oh, well, I was going to say he normally says Instagram is for the week. Um, so on Twitter, I am J underscore Buchanan. And on Instagram, I'm uh, at letter J. And uh, in this podcast, wrap it up a little bit. I do want to talk about another podcast that is out there that we listen to, all of us, which is the 423 Soccer Pod. Great, great podcast. Yeah, they They're- go over things in detail that we're too dumb to comprehend and do (laughs) for sure um but our buddy jim is going under the knife soon so we just wanted to like wish him the best of luck and todd we hope to talk to you soon um and yeah anything else from anybody before we go yeah just check out their uh preview uh if if you're listening to this and you haven't caught either their preview or their review of the detroit game they're worth listening to yeah incredible they even go as far as to go to podcasts from other teams and have conversations over the phone so it's really awesome And uh, yeah, that's it. We will see you guys on the other side.